You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, our Friday episode. Matt and I will be making our six-pack of picks that we've been facing off with the Action Network all season long. Go back to Thursday's show to hear Chris Raybon's selections for the Action Network. Matt and I will be taking our six-pack on today's show, and Le'Veon Bell has a new home. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day. No matter how you watch, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Brian Peacock at BD Peacock on Twitter. The scout Matt Williamson at Williamson NFL. I want to take a quick look back at our picks from last week. Uh, I was only one for three in my three selections, Matt. Uh, I lost the Jaguars over the Texans, and, and that Texans team has flummoxed me all season long. I, I, even with Romeo Cornell now, I don't think I want to touch that one. Um, I did get the, the 49ers game right, and I've nailed all the 49ers games, so I might lean on that one again this week. We'll see if I can go head-to-head with the Action Network uh, as the Dolphins blew out the 49ers, and I did have those nine points with the Dolphins last week. And uh, the Cowboys, I had winning, but by eight, and they only won by three. And your picks, Matt, nice week for you, two and one. Panthers over the Falcons, the Browns getting points over the Colts. The one game you lost is the Kansas City Chiefs and those Raiders who have been very up and down this season. And it is the Kansas City Chiefs, Matt, who have added a little firepower to offense in veteran running back Le'Veon Bell. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, and those last week's picks, I actually took the money line on Carolina and in Cleveland. So not only did I get picks, but I got them straight up. But I thought the Chiefs were going to blow the doors off the Raiders. And I'm going right back to that well this week. I'm going to take KC minus four and a half. I want to talk about Lev Bell first, though. I mean, there was a couple teams interested. He's a really difficult evaluation. I mean, as you can imagine with me in Pittsburgh, I've been asked, you know, what's Lev Bell like? Should the Steelers bring him back? You know, obviously him and Antonio Brown are uh, uh, players of interest from former Steelers, to say the least. He's a really hard evaluation because he sat out a year and then he comes back and goes to a terrible situation where knowing the Steelers as well as I did, they adapted their running style, their run plays to his very unique sop start type of running style that you know no one else really in the league did, you know, ran that way. And the Jets never did that. The Jets never featured him or detached him as much as the Steelers did in the passing game. So why sign him? You know what I mean? And Gase immediately after they signed him was like, I don't really want him. You know, that's great. You know, and, and his blocking was bad. But because of his unique running style, if his burst that was so good with the Steelers is gone or greatly diminished, he's not going to bring a ton to the table. But I like this fit a lot because even with that burst isn't there, I still think he's a very, very good receiver. I mean, for a 230-pound back that can detach and run wide receiver routes, he's and the key here is he's very good in protection, which Edwards Hilaire is not. He's a very accomplished short yardage runner, which Edwards Hilaire is not. So, like, from a fantasy nugget, 
I think this really hurts the Rook. You know, that Bell's, I'm guessing, going to be the goal line guy and take a lot of third down pass protection receiving work away from him. I'm glad you mentioned his running style because it's not a fit for every offense. And and I think Andy Reid's the type of guy that knows that and knows how to utilize him best with his running style and, and slower developing running plays with, with the way yeah. uh, Le'Veon Bell runs. And absolutely, I think it hurts Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. But the thing that blows my mind is the thing you touched on there with the Jets and Adam Case not really wanted to use him. And like, how did the how did the Jets front office function in a way where they allowed a GM to not only hire a head coach, but then sign a player that the coach doesn't want and then and then select a full draft class, but then fire the GM for a new GM in the summer before that season even happens. It, it was one of the weirdest off seasons I can yeah. remember that they allowed so many moves to be made in a in a sort of a lame duck fashion. So they signed a huge money contract to a lame duck running back, a lame duck head coach, and the lame duck GM drafts a full draft class, and then they fire him right after that class before that season even starts, and Joe Douglas takes over. And by the way, I like Joe Douglas, and I like the direction it's going from Joe Douglas forward, but he's got to undo a lot of stuff, and, and I, can't, I don't even know how you let all of that happen in that offseason. Yeah, it's funny. I got a text from... Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. I got a text from a guy saying the that 2019 offseason when the Jets brought in Lev Bell, they spent huge money on C.J. Mosley, yeah. Jamison Crowder, Josh Bellamy, gave Harry Anderson big money, Daryl Roberts, traded for Kalechi Osemele, and Mosley's been hurt, but Crowder's the only one done anything for him. <laughs> And Crowder might be one of the few that has some trade value if they're looking to add some yeah, more right. picks, and I could see that happening before the deadline. All right, so, Matt, the, that was your first selection, right? You've got the Chiefs, and they're giving up four and a half points over the Bills. Why do you like that matchup against the Bills, giving up points as the Chiefs? Do you think they're, uh, they're going to start rolling at this point in the season? Well, the Bills have a, a short week. Both these teams are, prob- are coming off their worst game of the year. I just trust Andy Reid and Mahomes to get it right more than I trust Buffalo to get it right. The Bills are not running the ball well at all, and they were kind of rumored in the Lev Bell situation. Their defense is not playing well at all. They're allowing the most fantasy points to tight ends in the league. Well, Travis Kelsey's pretty good. You know, I mean, like, uh, Travis White, I'm not sure if he's playing or not, but he won't be 100%. Is he going to eliminate Tyreek Hill? I just think the Chiefs don't stay down long. And by the way, looking at the Bills' record when they racked up a 4-1 and one record, Jets, Dolphins, Rams, Raiders. Rams and Raiders are pretty good. Raiders kind of mm-hmm. hit or miss. Um, you know, the Jets and Dolphins have two wins between them. So it hasn't been a huge gauntlet, and then they lose to the Titans. So, yeah, I think we're still trying to figure out exactly who this team is right now in Buffalo. And, and really confident after the first four weeks and then... Now it's like, okay, let's see. Let's see how they play against the Chiefs. And if they're able to pull it off against the Chiefs, and I think I'm with you, I, I got to lean toward the Chiefs on this one. I'm not as strong as you are because I, I do think the Buffalo Bills are going to be a good team, but they've got to prove it here this week against a, against a team that if they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, they're going to have to beat at some point. Yeah, I, I kind of, my hunch is when the season's over, we'll look back at the Bills season and be like, wow, they were 12-4. and four. They're the best team in their division. They're a Super Bowl contender. But there was a two or three week stretch there at the in middle of the October where they were struggling a little bit. All right. My first pick is going to be head to head against the Action Network. We'll get to that pick next. The rest of our six pack and touch on all of Sunday's games. Peacock and Williamson. 
If you listen to this show, you know we love Built Bars. Well, there's a brand new product you need to know about that can help you break through any wall in your day, and that is Built Go. It's the perfect partner for your workouts or to break through whatever mental or physical wall you might be facing. Break through it with Go. Easy to take, one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase, in your pocket, in your gym bag, in your golf bag, and power through the back nine. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body than those fake energy drinks out there that are all caffeine and essentially sugar. Three delicious flavors of Built Go, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. I highly recommend the peanut butter honey flavor. Combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets in your system quickly. Plus, it's easier on your stomach and great for your joints. Loaded with good stuff, B vitamins, beta alanine, honey, and a little kick of caffeine. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Matt kicking off the six-pack with the Kansas City Chiefs. We've got to have the sounder going here. There it is. I am going to go head-to-head with the Action Network. And uh, I'm 4 for 4 on 49ers games this year, so I'm going to take my inside knowledge, and I'm going to stick with it. And it's only three points that the Rams are favored. They're, it's the shortest trip that the Rams can make to go face the 49ers unless they're playing against the Chargers. Uh, the 4-1 and one Rams playing a lot better ball right now than the 49ers are. So I'll give up those three points, even though the 49ers are at home, and I'll take the Rams over the 49ers this week. And the number one key for me, I think they're going to have some some things right in the secondary. They're not going to start Brian Allen, which was a completely failed experiment that put him in a hole last week against the Dolphins. I don't see it being a blowout for the Rams. And they'll get Emmanuel Mosley back, who's pretty underrated, I think, around the league as a starting caliber corner with Jason Verrett. I think they'll be okay there on defense. Um, it's the offense that I'm worried about right now because they've been completely disjointed all year. And Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's playing like he did last week, did not have his legs under him after that high ankle sprain. And they brought him back too soon. I don't know how much difference a week can make because he wasn't right. And if he's still not right, then the 49ers still aren't going to go be able to beat a pretty good team in the Rams. Yeah, I like the Rams here too. But the Niners are a little bit of that mold that we were talking about with the Bills and the Chiefs where – I don't think they'll stay down long. These are tough times, but it's starting to linger a little, and they're in a lot worse shape than the Chiefs and the Bills. I think the Rams are playing really, really well. And here's my question to you in that game. Which team runs the ball better? The 49ers have a Jekyll and Hyde running game this year. They're they're last in the league, 32nd in stuff rate. So their running backs are getting hit in the backfield more than anybody else in the league, but they've missed Raheem Mostert for half the season. And... The 49ers have, I believe they're number one in the league in a big run percentage, in, in big plays. So it's either they're hitting huge runs or they're getting zero. Uh, hmm. And it's it's pretty amazing what they've done. And a lot of that is those big runs by Raheem Mostert. But Mostert is back. And he was, he was averaging eight yards per carry last week, but they couldn't lean on it because they were down two touchdowns after two drives uh, against the Dolphins. So I think that in this game, the 49ers have the opportunity to run the ball better, get out, make some good plays. You want to make Aaron Donald run horizontally and not upfield into your quarterback. So uh, if they can get that, I think they do have an advantage there. And I think the 49ers front seven is still better than the the Rams offensive line. So I think they can limit the Rams running game, which would would be one of the huge keys to victory for the Niners if they are able to pull that off. 
Yeah, I think the team that runs the ball better will probably win this game. But I think it's close, and I'd certainly trust the way the Rams are playing more than the Niners, especially at the quarterback position. I mean, I know Goff isn't great under pressure, but he's been great when clean, and he's throwing the ball really, really well. I'll lay the points here, too. By the way, if you're selling Clyde Edwards-Hilaire running back, like you mentioned earlier, you should be buying Raheem Mostert if you can buy him somewhere because he's also very underrated uh, around the league for he's not just a pure speed guy he's got vision he no. sees those cutback lanes he's such a perfect fit for Kyle Shanahan's offense and he's got balance and he's got a little bit of power and it'll run through an arm tackle and when he sees that hole and he sees that cutback lane in the outside zone he's got absurd bursts to hit it and that's where he makes so many big plays uh, I'm buying Raheem Mostert in fantasy leagues if I can so I'll add that to it before we get to Matt's second pick hmm I'm gonna steal one from yesterday because I really liked how it sounded and then he backed it up with teams coming off a bye that are favored or winning, what, like <laughs> yep. 70%. I got the Lions winning big in Jacksonville. And people know I've kind of been on this Lions train that, frankly, ran into a wall you know, since the preseason. But I think Galladay coming off a bye, I'm still a Stafford believer. I think Swift is another buy low in fantasy right now that – the Jags D is really, really bad. And it doesn't sound like there's a, they might not have Chark. Uh, I think the Lions roll these guys after a bye. Yeah, that was on my list too, as what games that I really liked from the Action Network. That was their number one pick. And I was looking at that, I was like, yeah, I like that a lot. And yeah, and Chris was very well. convincing with the data he brought with that selection too. I have a lot on my list this week though. Uh, I kind of want to go head to head with them again on that Packers game. I've even talked about how the Green Bay Packers are a team that maybe the bye week came at a wrong time because they were playing so hot for the first four weeks. And then you have a bye. And then you run into a really good team like the Buccaneers with a better defense than they've faced uh, at all this year. But the fact that the Bucs are favored in this one makes me want to take the Packers. The I field. got the Bucs plus one. You have the, you have the Bucs as a, as so, a so the, favorite I think this, this has moved because the Bucs were minus one. Mm. Let me double check what I have here. So we've got Green Bay minus one today. If I'm not mistaken, and the Bucks were favored by one yesterday. I, mean, I could certainly see it going back and forth. Yeah. I think it should be a really even game. Pretty close pick'em situation, but uh, whether it's one let's, point let's or two points. Let's call it a pick'em for the sake of our. I'll our go back study. to the other because uh, there there are some different sports books here, and I'll see if that number has changed. And I can even go back and listen to the podcast and, and lock it in whatever. And even if it's plus one, minus one, it's only one point. I'm okay with it either way because I think the Packers are going to win this game. So uh, I, I've got Green Bay. And if it's one in either direction, if it's a pick em, I'm fine with it. I'm going to go Green Bay Packers. Uh, I just like the way they're playing. Uh, I, I'm not, and I've, I've taken the Packers quite a few times this year and, and won big on them. I'm not as confident this time as the other times just because of what I mentioned about the bye. And let's see if they come out of the bye and are still as hot as they were facing a better football team. But I'm still sticking with the Packers because the, the Buccaneers haven't blown me away with how consistent they've been either. I'm going to take Tampa in the the Bay of Pigs battle here. Um, I don't have a great reason for it. I just think their defense is really good. I, I wish I had a better feel for is Evans and Godwin playing. I'm kind of leaning towards they both will. If not, I probably would pull off this pick. But I think Tampa at home, I know home doesn't mean a lot. Um, Green Bay's coming off a bye, though. I, I, I had Tampa on my list. They were low, low on my list. I just think Brady wins this one, and I don't have great logic behind it, obviously. Um, but I think the the Bay D is really the, the kind of the deciding factor. 
I think this might be the last week that you get a bargain on the Packers is kind of the way I'm looking at it mm. because this is like that last test because they get a chance to play another Hall of Fame quarterback and, and a team that is expected to be really good and they're playing uh, on the road. Um, and the teams the, the, that the, uh, the Packers had faced, the three out of four of those teams aren't playing much defense right now. So, and those are all fair points to make about the Packers then coming off a of bye. How hot are they going to remain? When they, if they do, as I predict, beat the Buccaneers, you're not going to get a discount anymore the rest of the year on the Packers. They're going to be at the top of the heap, and maybe it'll actually start going the other way, and I'll have to start betting against the Packers at that point. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, I, I, I didn't have a real good argument in Tampa's favor there, but that one just kind of jumped out at me at home. I think they're kind of equal teams. I'll take the points. If it was the other way around, I don't think I'd, I'd touch it. Um, Last my one. next one, I got the Vikes minus four. So first I've seen this line because it's been off a lot with the COVID situation. Atlanta didn't practice yesterday. That can't be real beneficial. It sounds like Julio could go, but he's not in 100% shape. Atlanta's D, though, is just a disaster right now and so injured. Even if Dalvin Cook doesn't play, which I assume he won't, I still think the Vikes will move the ball easily. I think that they're the much, much better team. I'll lay, I'll lay four on the road or in Minnesota and uh, take the Vikes. I like the way the Vikings are trending. Yeah. And actually, this is another one. We're going head to head. Okay, we're, this is good, man. We're, there's going to be some separation this week between us and the Action Network because that's three games we're head to head picking different selections than the Action Network because they did have the Falcons uh, and, and the four points over the Vikings. I just like the way the Vikings are trending right now. They're playing better as the season goes along. I don't know. Let me double check what the over-under is here because I don't know if you can bet the under. On I'm games. looking at 54. Oh, that's an easy over, right? I think that's a huge number. It's a big number, but man, I, but those two defenses. Not for today's NFL. We just talked yeah. about how the Packers had cakewalks in those two games because they played those two defenses, and the Packers put up a combined, I think, 70 points in those games, so. Yeah, I mean, I think there will be a lot of points. I mean, over 54, I probably would lean that way. Um, but I just don't like anything about Atlanta right now. I just could see them totally laying an egg and getting you know, crushed in this game 30 to 10 and just not holding up their end of the bargain on the over-under. There are some big over-unders. Buccaneers, Packers are 55. It's crazy this year. Jaguars, Lions, 54 and a half. I mean, Texas I, Titans are 53 and I half. have to imagine the sports books are just putting those numbers so high because they've been getting hosed on those all year long with the overs. Yeah, I think that every week that's they're just starting them higher and higher and higher, which makes sense. They're probably still losing on overs. Yeah, it does make sense. All right. Uh, when we come back, I've got one more selection to make to finish up our Sunday six pack. And then we'll hit the rest of the games from the Sunday slate right here on Peacock and Williamson. All right. One more time. The last selection. Matt, for our Sunday six-pack, and we talked a little bit off the air. I hate this pick. I hate that I'm making this pick, but I feel like I have to because I am not a believer at all in the New York Giants. I don't care that this game is at home for them. I am always going to take whoever they're playing against if they're getting points, and I'll take Washington, the Washington football team. Give me those two and a half points to beat the New York Giants. It's funny. We were just talking over-unders. This one's only at 43, which is really low for yes. today's NFL. And I still think I would go under. Like, I'm starting to really like that bet because a couple things have gone well for the Giants. Very few things, but a couple things. Bradbury shuts guys down now, which will be McLaurin. And they stop the run, which is about all Washington can really do. I mean, they're not going to do a lot through the air. I think Washington's D-line will cause massive problems. 
Um, I'll take the plus three, too. I just think it's like a 13-10 game. I mean, I, I think it's a very low-scoring game. The under is jumping out at me, and if you're going to take the under and the two teams you don't believe in, give me the points. Absolutely, yeah. And the quarterback situation, I think, for Washington, whether it's Alex Smith or Kyle Allen, I think it's just it gives them a better opportunity. So we might see a team, and we didn't really get to see much of Kyle Allen, but uh, it might be a team that's that's going to perform a little bit better than expectations versus what we saw earlier in the season with the Dwayne Haskins run Washington football team, which I have mixed thoughts about because I don't know how many extra W's helps Washington right now, but that's where they are. That's it. There's our Sunday six pack. So let's right. move along to the rest of the games on the schedule. One we have not picked, Matt, is. Texans and Titans that was in the Action Network. They're going Texans here, and, and they nailed the Texans last week getting the Romeo Crennel bump. How are you feeling about this Texans-Titans game? Titans on a short week. I like the argument they made yesterday in Houston's favor. I like getting points. I think Houston is better than a one-win team. You know, like if you look at their DVOA on Football Outsiders, they're like 12th. You know, like they're not a terrible team. And I don't want to say Tennessee's due for like a letdown, but I think they kind of left it all out on the field, and now they have a short week. I think they probably win, but it's close, so I want Houston in the points. They were on my list, but not one of my top picks. I'm going to go the other way. I'm just going to I'm going to go with the Titans, similarly to the Packers. There are some reasons to pick against them, and uh, if with them giving up points this week, but until they prove that they're not a good team, they're 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 beating they're you know they're, they've beaten everybody that's been put in front of them, and yeah, and right. it's hard for me to bet on the Texans too, which is another reason. So you know what, a field goal plus what is it three and a half right now? Um, three and a half is what I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, right? I'll take Tennessee in that one. The Bengals, the Bengals. This was also on the Action Network, I believe. Was it? No, this was. No, this was not on the. Action no, Network. I don't think so. No, this is uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are at the three and two Colts, the one three and one. Bengals and uh, I'm not seeing a line here that got turned off is there COVID happening now with the Bengals and Colts not that I'm aware of I'm looking at the Bengals getting eight in Indy but who the heck knows okay. I mean these things get turned off and on like crazy yeah, last there was the uh one of something was happening COVID related last Friday when we were doing this and one of the lines were turned off I think it was the Jets game and we we're like where'd that line go I don't know and so now I, now I feel like <laughs> right. I need to go double check the news but uh how do you like this one with Bengals and Colts I'm not impressed with the Colts. I think their defense is very good, but I think they're going to play a lot of close games. It wouldn't shock me if Rivers throws another pick or two or three. I think the Colts win, but I think the Bengals keep it close, and maybe it's some garbage time mixing or, or uh, Burrow throwing you know 15 passes in the fourth quarter, but to get it within eight. I think eight's a pretty big number for the Colts to give anybody. Really. All right, breaking story as we uh, go along here on Friday morning. The Colts COVID-19 positive tests Sunday's game with the Bengals still on so far, but now there's a little bit up in the air. So um, it looks like, and just the latest, like there is a a brand new report right now. The Colts are saying their COVID-19 tests were false positives and they're reopening their facility. Well, that's what's going on there. So we'll see enough of the false. positives. Oh my gosh. How frustrating is it to have (laughs) false positives on top of everything else? This is absurd. Right. As if we don't have enough, it's like, should we trust it or not? Oh, it's a false positive. Ooh, okay. You know, like, come on. What if the, enough of those? What if the false positive was a false negative? The yeah, test. right, right. We never we have one of those yet. Like, everyone's good. Oh, no, we were wrong. You're bad. You're in trouble. Cancel uh, game. Lord have mercy. So, as of now, Colts-Bengals still on. Uh, that's a lot of points for the Colts. It just is for them to give anybody. Yeah. The way they play. Right. They don't I'm, have, they don't have any you. weapons. Rivers isn't good. 
Patriots, Broncos, the Broncos, the banged up Broncos giving up nine points. It is, are the Patriots giving up nine points at home against the Broncos? Nine points is a lot in this one. I guess is both these teams benefited a little in that they're going to get Locke and Cam back for this game. Although Denver basically got screwed out of a bye week, which isn't cool. And did the Patriots really need to get bumped back because one or two guys had were pos- false, you know, were positive? I mean, whatever. I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> Let's just talk football. Getting Cam back helps the Patriots more than getting Locke back helps oh. the Broncos, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And I think Locke's ability to handle the blitz is going to really be tested and is a big area of concern, and Belichick is going to light him up. Um, but low over under, high point spread. That just seems like, you know, I'll take the nine. Right. I think Denver's D is pretty good. Which is why I would avoid this game because the, it, it doesn't add up, but I, I, I don't yeah. know how much I want to bet on the Broncos. Getting Locke back, though, I think is enough. And nine points is a lot. So if I had to go one way, I think I'd go Broncos against the spread and definitely taking the under here. How about this for another fantasy football pickup who might be somewhat cheap at this point for what he could potentially do the second half of the year with Drew Locke, and that is Jerry Judy, the rookie. Mm, He looks really, really good, too. And some consistent quarterback play could go a very long way with Judy. I mean, I don't think it's crazy that he goes, at least gets in the offensive rookie of the year conversation. I mean, there's some good ones this year. Oh, absolutely. And he's already doing pretty well. He's just being outshined by some big performances recently. And, you know, Chase Claypool jumping into the mix and Justin Jefferson the last few weeks uh, has been awesome. And Yeah, and obviously C.D. Lamb, too. Uh, just at right. the wide receiver position. So Jerry Judy getting lost. The dude's going to get open. And if it was any indication earlier in the season with Drew Locke, he's going to be targeted heavily right now, too. So he's their number one wide receiver the rest of the way. And uh, I like that a lot. So buying on Jerry Judy right now. Yeah, that's a good call. I like it a lot. The Ravens are in Philadelphia. Baltimore favored by seven and a half points here. Uh, I- I'm going to go first with this one. And I'm going to say, give me the Ravens. I think the Ravens are due for just about to blow up at some point because they're they're four and one and they're playing good, but they haven't played how they can play yet. Uh, and I've talked about that Marquise Brown blow up coming by on Marquise Brown as well. That's going to start hitting a lot. Some big plays there. More points on the board for the Ravens. Um, I like the Ravens. The Eagles have shown out a little bit better the last few weeks, but they still have just too many problems there to overcome. Is Travis Fulgham and and Carson Wentz, is that connection for real? Is that enough to keep it close with the Ravens? Uh, I'll give up a touchdown, and I'll, I'll take Baltimore here. And by the way, the matchup I really hate for the Eagles here is their linebackers trying to run around and chase Lamar Jackson and cover tight ends. That Eagles D-line will eat much more against a pocket passer than they will against a quarterback like Lamar Jackson. I agree that the Ravens might be a sleeping giant and might win this game by 30 and Lamar runs for 180 again, you know, like, Oh, I remember this team from last year and their defense might be the best in the league this year. I also think Philly's playing better though. I mean, if this was seven or less, I would take the, the Ravens. It's a good line. I think Wentz is back to being really good. And I think the Eagles D-line causes problems for the running game and hits Lamar a fair amount. I think they keep it respectable, but I'm this was not on my list. I could see the Ravens blowing their their doors off because they're a, you know, they're a time bomb right now. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't like that half point, the seven and a half. That that just makes me a little bit more uneasy, which is why it wasn't on my list of picks. All right. The Browns mm-hmm. are at the Steelers. This is a powerhouse matchup in the division. 4-1 Browns at 4-0 and Steelers. 
This was an action network selection of the Steelers giving up three and a half points. And I kind of like that. And this was down on my list. I wasn't going to get to it in my picks, but uh, I'm all about the Steelers in this game. I love the way the Steelers are playing right now. And uh, they're going to be in it uh, in January. I mean, I think it's pretty clear right now with, with how this team is constructed and how they're playing. Yeah. And and it's sort of a big brother, little brother thing. I mean, I'm almost positive Tomlin has never lost to the Browns here in Pittsburgh and it's been many, many years. Yes. Um, You know, Baker just took over as the, the winningest player in the Browns stadiums history. It used to be Ben as of last week, (laughs) the most (laughs) wins for a quarterback in the stadium was Ben until last week. You know, like this is not been a competitive matchup. But I have a lot of respect for where the Browns are right now. I do think they're for real. But I also think that there's a number that stands out against them, and that's they've caused a dozen turnovers, which is several more than any other team in the league. And in my opinion, that has masked a lot of problems in their back seven and a lot of problems that Mayfield's having. I don't think Mayfield's playing really well. He's got bad ribs. I promise you he's going to get hit a lot. I mean, that's just the Steelers hit more quarterbacks than anybody. And as good as Ward is on the back end, he can only cover one guy, and that's probably Deontay. Maybe it's Claypool. But they just have so many weapons that I think Ben distributes the ball well, and the Steelers win this one by a touchdown or so. I love the point about the turnovers and the ball has bounced the Browns way a little bit, and it doesn't even have to bounce the Steelers way in this one. It just has to bounce in a neutral direction and the Steelers come out on top. If they don't, I, if the Steelers don't lose a turnover battle by two or so, I think they win this game. The Chicago Bears are at the Carolina Panthers, the four and one Bears, and the Panthers are actually favored in this one. I didn't think we'd see the the Panthers favored much at all this year. They they're giving up one and a half points here against the Chicago Bears. I wouldn't touch this game, but uh, I'm my more, least favorite one to pick. Yeah, but I'm more confident, even though the Bears are four and one, and I'm sure there's some Bears fans out there that are probably getting mad at us because we we don't believe in the Bears who are who are playing pretty well. Um, I still like the like where the Panthers are at more than the Bears, but not enough to be like, yeah, I'm gonna put some money on it. No, this is my least confident pick. I really think it should be a pick em, so I guess I'll take the the points. But, man, I, what's crazy is whoever wins this game is thick in the playoff hunt then. You know, like, oh, they're legit in it. Yeah, the, yeah, giving up points, though, you can't. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Like, you can't. The Bears can't be giving up points to the Panthers right now. I mean, getting no. points against the Panthers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll take the points, but I, I like what Carolina's doing. I trust the direction of their team more, but the Bears have a good defense, and you know, Allen Robinson can go for 150. This is a, uh, this is another game here. This is the last one that we haven't talked about on the schedule that uh, I wouldn't touch with the 10-foot pole. The Miami Dolphins at 2-3 and three are getting 9.5 against... The Jets, and I get it. The Jets are the worst team in football, but the Dolphins shouldn't be getting nine and a half, even with the showing they put on last week, right? Are they favored by anybody by nine and a half? That's insane to me. Like, hey, I picked up Ryan Fitzpatrick, and I'm going to start him this week in fantasy. That's different than saying they're going to beat anybody by nine and a half. (sighs) I'm not touching it, but I'm still going to lay the nine and a half. I, was, I knew you were going to say that, and I was going to say the same exact thing. It's like, I'm not putting any of my real money on it, but for us picking right now, I'm not taking the Jets, and that's why the line is where it is. And, and I have been impressed with the Dolphins and their 
coaching staff yeah. and the job they've done and definitely a stock up franchise. So uh, I'm not taking the Jets for sure. So nine and a half, that's that's too many, but I'm still going to go with it. Is it week six already? Jiminy Christmas. Week yeah, six. About that. There's the picks for week six uh, from Peacock and Williamson. We'll be back Monday to break all of the action down from Sunday right here. Peacock and Williamson.